you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Haynes. Well, the big day has finally arrived. You know, I wait impatiently, but I still wait for this day from late February to early August every year. And I'm always really excited when it rolls around. Hey, if you've listened to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show for very long at all, you've probably already figured out I'm talking about the first day of football season, right? Yeah, okay, it's just preseason, but it's still football, and that's all I really care about. Heck, I've been a football fan all my life, literally. My dad was a huge TCU football fan, and he instilled that love for the frogs in me at an early age. I mean, a very early age. I was born in October of 1948. Yes, I'm a geezer. But my mother wouldn't exactly allow my father to take me to a TCU football game while I was still an infant that fall. However, I was sitting on his knee the next fall, 1949, and I haven't missed many of the Frogs games ever since. I can clearly recall going to TCU home games and sitting in the south end zone for 50 cents. No, seriously, the tickets were 50 cents for kids under 12. And my mom and dad would sit in their season ticket seats in the west side stands while I hung out with my buddies in the end zone. I have bled purple for as long as I can remember. And going to TCU games was one of the highlights of my entire year. Every year. So when it came time to choose a college, there was absolutely no doubt where I applied first. TCU. Yeah, my folks made me apply to a couple of other schools. You know, as fallbacks. But as soon as I got my acceptance letter from TCU, I just threw away all the other school's letters, unopened, no less. And my love for frog football fostered that dedication to what became my beloved alma mater. I hate to admit it, but being a Fort Worth boy, I grew up a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I know, I know. But what do you expect? I was born and reared in the Metroplex, so naturally I gravitated to the Cowboys. But when that Arkansas hillbilly bought the team and fired Tom Landry like he was the ball boy, yeah, I washed my hands of Dallas. And I quickly adopted my second favorite team, the Houston Oilers, as my absolute number one. Then, of course, another owner betrayed me, and the Oilers were moved to Nashville, so I, like a lot of other Houstonians, just cut ties with the Columbia Blue for good. Unfortunately, we didn't have a replacement team for several more years, but I still didn't root for the Plowboys, and I never will so long as that hayseed from the hills owns that franchise. Probably not even after he goes to hillbilly heaven, if you know what I mean. No, when Bob McNair established the Houston Texans, I found my team, and I have never wavered in my support for them. Although, I will admit I'm struggling these days because of the controversy surrounding that star-crossed superstar quarterback. Yeah, I'm not even going to say his name because he makes me so mad. If the Texans don't figure out a way to divorce themselves from that guy and move on, yeah, I don't know if I can support this team the way I have in years past. 
One of the reasons why I have loved the Texans was their commitment to win with players who were good citizens. But this jerk who wears number four is not a good citizen. And I just can't in good conscience root for a team that employs him in any way. Now, I know they just want to get fair market value for a top-tier quarterback, and I feel the same way. As disgusting as his character issues might be, he's still an extremely gifted athlete. He's worth a blocking sled full of number one draft picks, but Houston's never going to get that kind of return for him so long as his legal troubles linger in the air. So it's not the team's fault. Everybody, including some members of the Houston media and me, everybody just needs to relax and be patient. This whole sordid situation will play itself out and we'll come out just fine on the other side. Meanwhile, the good news is the Texans play their first preseason game in Green Bay this weekend. And old Stinky Poo won't even be traveling with the team, thank goodness. I can't wait to see what they look like, even if they look terrible. And there does seem to be a pretty good chance that'll be the case. I just want a ray of hope. And all the early reports from training camp indicate that this defense is going to be a lot more aggressive, at least by comparison to that awful group we watched last year. As a TCU fan, I want to see Ross Blacklock have an impact. But Charles Amenahu needs to step up, too. And so do Whitney Merciless and Zach Cunningham. But the real story for this defense will be how the DBs fare. Certainly, Justin Reed's a keeper. But after that, the pickings are kind of slim, you know what I mean? None of these guys who played on this defense last year could cover a sneeze, much less, say, an NFL-quality wide receiver, so the Texans are going to have to upgrade somehow, some way, or else they're going to get torched by some of the offenses they face in the AFC South. Now, on the other side of the ball, the Texans' offense will be an adventure, to say the least. Mr. Trade-me-now won't be under center. At least I pray he won't be. So that means quarterback's a big, fat unknown once again. Houston finally had its long-awaited franchise quarterback, until he turned out to be a bad boy nightmare. So Terod Taylor will be the guy everybody hopes can fill the void. I don't think anybody believes he's a top-three quarterback talent, you know, like the guy he's replacing, but at least we won't have to worry about him showing up on a court docket with 22 women filing lawsuits against him. You know, whether Taylor will have anyone at receiver besides Brandon Cooks remains to be seen, but I have heard good things about a couple of the tight ends, Jordan Akins and Pharaoh Brown. Keep an eye out for them. The Texans have, what, about 75 running backs in camp? So hopefully they can find a couple that can run the ball. But we all know the key to this offense is improved O-line play. Laramie Tunsil is a quality guy, but beyond that, who knows? That'll be another thing I'll be paying close attention to this weekend. When all's said and done, I'm still excited that football is back. And I'll just hold my nose and root for my guys, win or lose. Any football is better than no football, so go Texans. But that's enough football talk. Let's talk about food. This weekend marks another noteworthy event, Julia Child's birthday. If you don't know who Julia Child was, then I have to question your interest in a cooking show. True, she passed away about 15 years ago, but Julia Child was one of the most celebrated chefs in American culinary history. Yeah, she had a bachelor's degree, but she also graduated from the famed cooking school Le Cordon Bleu in France. And she quickly became one of the most highly respected experts on French cuisine in the world because she wrote a best-selling book, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. That was 1961. 
Not only was it critically acclaimed, but it was 726 pages long. She parlayed that success into a PBS cooking show that ran for 10 years, won Peabody Awards and Emmy Awards. That show was the very first to be captioned for the deaf, and it was one of the highest-rated shows on public television at the time. Julia Child went on to more astounding accomplishments as a chef, a broadcaster, and an author, but nothing speaks to her impact on the American culinary culture better than the fact that her home kitchen is a permanent display at the Smithsonian in Washington. A lot of people have seen that kitchen on TV, but very few realize it was her real-life kitchen in her home in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Her husband, Paul, designed and built the kitchen, which was the actual setting for her live cooking shows on PBS. She won the French Legion of Honor, the U.S. Presidential Medal of Freedom, and she was elected a Fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. She was also awarded an honorary doctorate degree from Harvard, Brown, Johnson & Wales University, and her alma mater, Smith College. She was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 2007. But what most people don't know about her is that in World War II, she was a highly decorated member of the OSS. That was the forerunner of the CIA. Julia Child was given the job of solving the problem of too many OSS underwater explosives being set off by curious sharks. So she designed a shark repellent that's still used today to make beaches safer for the general public. She was a feminist long before the term feminist was even invented. So, happy birthday to one of America's greatest chefs, Julia Child. And to celebrate such a special day, we're going to speak to one of our favorite female chefs, Melly Gomez of Melly V Catering. Melly may not have figured out a way to repel sharks, but I bet she knows how to cook one. <laughs> you know, I have yet to find any dish or any kind of food for which Melly can't immediately reel off a recipe, from memory no less. So, I'm going to put her to the test again today, and I'll be shocked if she doesn't make Julia Child proud. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video, or a new website, or help in managing their social media, and my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. Here's our dear friend and highly accomplished chef. It's Melly Gomez of Melly V Catering. How you doing, Melly? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Randy? Well, we're doing just fine, but we're better now that you are here. We have to begin by congratulating you on your latest award. You won the title of cutest chef in 2021. <laughs> Way to go, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's my grand prize. Well, we sort of invented that title here on <laughs> the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show ourselves, but we all voted on it and you won. Well, we, well, actually, I voted on it, <laughs> but you did win. 
So congratulations. Thank you. I will love to add the title to my resume. <laughs> Sorry, there's no trophy involved. I guess we should change the subject here, shouldn't we? Yeah, change the subject, Randy. <laughs> How's the family, Millie? Is everybody healthy and safe? Oh, yes. Everybody is doing fantastic. Well, you don't have any COVID issues, we hope. No, sir. Everybody's been very healthy. So how many kids do you have, Millie? I have four. I have four teenage daughters. What are their ages exactly? Um, I've got a 15-year-old, a 14-year-old. One is about to be 14, and one is about to be 12. Well, that brings up the issue that Actually, we discussed at some length on last week's edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show that's masking in the classroom this fall. Now, your kids went back to school this last week, is that right? Yes, they did. So, where do you come down on this issue with regards to masking or not masking in the classroom? Um, you know, I think part of it is personal responsibility. You know, I have worked a lot with kids over the years and you have some that are more responsible than others. You know, I know fingers tend to find a way into the nose and into the mouth sometimes. <laughs> um, so, you know, my kids are mature enough to kind of know their surroundings and know their peers. If they know they're going to be in an uncomfortable situation, they'll take their mask with them. Um, and then if it's people that they know, people that they're around quite often, um, for instance, my oldest is a marching band. She's also um, been in sports as well. So if she's around the team quite often, she's comfortable with them. You know, the exposure risk is a little bit different. So it's kind of just what they feel comfortable with. Vaccinations can relieve some of our worries about COVID. But, of course, the elementary-aged kids still can't get the vaccine. So that's where the concern comes in. I must admit, as a grandparent, I'm also thinking about this stuff. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad I don't have to make the call one way or the other. <laughs> so let's turn our attention to good food now. And that brings up Melly V Catering. COVID has also impacted the event business, which you're heavily involved in. And that has an effect on your catering business as well. So what has it done to Melly V Catering? So we don't do, or we typically don't do large parties. Um, I know that gatherings have kind of turned into smaller gatherings, more intimate gatherings. Um, we've done a few events, but we primarily do private catering. So in-home cooking for families, or we do drop meals for families. And I even do meal prep, so individual meals. Um, so anybody who's looking to just kind of eat healthy as an alternative to fast food. So what are some of the challenges you face when you do cater a private dinner? Um, I haven't faced too many challenges, to be honest. Um, I've been very blessed with the clients that I have. Uh, most of my clients are doctors who work in the medical field. So they already have their vaccines. They already take the extra precautions and everything. So when it comes down to me, as long as I provide a clean and healthy environment for them, as well as a delicious, healthy meal, everybody is happy. So are you seeing a return to some of these uh, private dinners or even bigger events like galas and business dinners? Or has this latest Delta surge kind of tamped things down a bit? We still haven't seen many large events. Um, they're still mostly just smaller, intimate dinners. And when I say intimate, I mean maybe 10, 20 people max, if even. And I understand you're doing one of those tonight. Is that right? Yes, I am. We are celebrating Julia Child's birthday tonight. 
Ooh, well, we'll talk about that in the second segment, if we could. But tell us what you have been up to lately at Melly V Catering. Anything our listeners would be interested in trying? Of course. I am accepting new clients for our meal prep delivery service. These are cold meals that you can heat up later. So this is perfect if you are um, an individual who eats out a lot. Um, I know it's very hard to buy groceries when it's just you because, you know, everything eventually dies in the fridge. Um, (laughs) This is also for, like, the working mom, somebody who needs to take lunch, um, the everyday athlete, somebody who's looking for something healthy but delicious. Um, My meals are protein packed. They are low carb and made to order. And we deliver these twice a week. Um, In the fall, we will begin our farmer's markets as well. So keep an eye out for that announcement. So give us an example of some of these cold delivery meals, drop off deliveries. Is that what you call them? Uh, Give us an example of what we might expect to find in one of those meals. So I send out a monthly menu to my clients, um, and the menu is kind of based off of what their needs are, if they, um, you know, have any food allergies or if they have any preferences. So, for instance, today's meals would be um, Thai turkey meatballs with steamed rice and a cucumber salad. Um, sometimes we'll do different um, salmon, so sometimes with like a honey ginger glaze or a garlic herb butter different types of potatoes, so sometimes roasted, sometimes buttermilk mashed potatoes, um, sometimes even roasted sweet potatoes, and then I'll do another vegetable, so either a side salad, blistered green beans, Parmesan asparagus. It's all very simple um, ingredients, so it's nothing that has any extra preservatives, nothing that has anything extra to it, all very simple vegetables, all very simple proteins with the sauce, um, so it's not complicated, but it is delicious. But Melly is a well-rounded chef, and one of the reasons why is she's also a cooking instructor. And one of your posts online recently highlighted a teen's ravioli class that you taught. Talk about that class. What techniques did you teach the kids? So in that class, um, it was a group of friends who brought their children together to do a class. Um, we all made our own pasta dough from scratch. We made it from hand. That way everybody got a good feel for the dough, how easy it is. Um, we got to roll out the pasta later on with the pasta roller. And then we did a three cheese filling. Um, so we piped it inside of the dough and then we cut and shaped the dough before cooking it. Um, we also did an Italian meat sauce from scratch. So we browned the meat. We did some caramelized onions. Of course, we did knife skills with cutting the onions. Um, We also did a classic Caesar salad. So we learned how to make a vinaigrette. We even used the anchovy paste and everything. So it was a true Caesar salad. Um, We made croutons from scratch. And then for dessert, we had a white chocolate mousse with um, Oreo crumbs. Oh, my goodness. You made croutons from scratch? How do you do that? You take day-old bread, a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper, and some garlic and Parmesan, and just toss it all up and throw it in the oven for a few minutes. Very easy, very quick. So how do our listeners get in touch with you to find out more about your cooking classes? You can send us an email. It's mellyd.catering at gmail.com. Just send me an email with whatever you're interested in, a few details, um, and I'll let you know what the pricing is and what we have available. 
And do you go to your students or do your students come to you? I go to my students. And you work in their kitchen, we assume. Yes. So I provide most of the um, groceries, um, most of the utensils, things like that. But I try to use what people have on hand as far as equipment, pots and pans. So that way when I leave, they're still able to repeat the recipes later on with what they have. Cool. What about Melly V Catering? How do folks enlist your services for catering like private dinners? You can also email us at themellyv.catering at gmail.com. Our website we do have available. It's not completely updated, so you're probably just going to find French macarons on there. Um, But that website is mellyvcatering.square.site. And then you can also find us on social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook. August has a bunch of really intriguing commemorative food days to celebrate. Can you stick around for another segment and talk about those, Melly? Absolutely. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Hames to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan, 
Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs, whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. We're back with Melly Gomez of Melly V Catering. Thanks for spending some time with us today, sweet girl. Of course, there's nowhere I would rather be. Ah, you're sweet to say that. <laughs> we wanted to discuss some of the many commemorative food days in August and have you give us some good ideas on how to cook something special for those days. For instance, August is National Catfish Month. Everybody loves a good catfish fry, but we've worked that to death. There, there's got to be lots of other ways to prepare catfish. So tell us your favorite alternative. So my favorite alternative is either to do the catfish blackened, where you add a variety of seasonings, mostly Cajun seasonings, and you just kind of pan fry it. It's called blackened because the seasonings get so cooked that they start to turn a little bit dark in color. Now, catfish is a pretty tender fish, so sometimes blackened catfish may get a little bit too soft. But another way I like to cook my catfish is in, it's kind of like a ragu. Um, It's a tomato sauce, so it's got lots of acid in it, which helps break down some of the catfish, gives it a nice, good flavor. We talked about back to school in the first segment, and August just happens to be National Sandwich Month. So give us some ideas for making school lunches using sandwiches as the main item. Of course. Sandwiches are so much fun because you can add anything and everything to them. Um, I love sandwiches. So I like to make Italian sandwiches. So I'll do Italian meats like Genoa salami. I'll even do a little bit of prosciutto, um, some mozzarella cheese. Sometimes I'll throw in some pepperoncinis. Um, I like to make a sun-dried tomato pesto. I'll throw in some fresh basil. You can throw anything and everything into a sandwich, Randy. You can throw in the whole kitchen sink. (laughs) It's also National Panini Month. What you got for that? 
Ooh, the same thing, the toasted. <laughs> um, I love me a good ham and cheese panini. Very basic, just a little bit of ham, a little bit of, not a little bit, but maybe a lot of bit of cheese. <laughs> Get it all nice and toasty. Good tomato basil soup on the side. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that does sound good. <laughs> but let's talk about the fun stuff, too. This past week was National S'mores Day. You have any cool ideas for making s'mores? Have you ever made a s'mores panini? No. It's so good. So I do mine a little bit different. I do mine almost like a French toast. So I'll get the bread. I'll put the um, squares of chocolate inside. I do the mega marshmallow. Sometimes I even do the stuffed marshmallows with the chocolate just to kind of save some time. And then I put little graham cracker pieces inside. You put another bread on top, dip it in a little bit of egg custard, just like you would French toast, and you just put it in the pan and kind of get it nice and toasty on both sides. Wow. So everything inside gets nice and melty. You got the soft, gooey bread, the gooeyness of the chocolate and the marshmallow. It is so good. This is why Melly is the instructor and we are the students. <laughs> but it just also happens to be National Banana Split Day in August. That was just this past week. We are confident you can give us a dynamite recipe for a banana split. Lay it on us. Of course. Um, I like to do my banana splits traditional. Probably one of the only desserts I do traditional. Um, but I do the bananas, the vanilla ice cream. I like to make my strawberry sauce from scratch. Of course, my chocolate ganache from scratch. And then just a nice good maraschino cherry on top, of course, with whipped cream, too. Well, one more dessert. Wednesday was National Raspberry Tart Day. What are some good tips for baking raspberry tarts? So for baking tarts, you have to make sure that your dough is nice and chilled before putting it in the oven. Um, I usually leave mine in the freezer for about an hour or so. That's going to hold the shape of your tart dough. A lot of people like to roll the dough, put it, line it, put it in the oven, and it just kind of melts down. It doesn't hold its shape. It gets a little bit wonky looking. That's because your butter is too warm. Mm. So it starts to melt immediately. Ah. And then for the raspberry part, you can do a quick cheat and do raspberry jelly inside um, of your already made shell. Okay, I lied. One more dessert. <laughs> Tomorrow is National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. What's your best advice on how to make a lemon meringue pie? Oh, my goodness. Lemon meringue pie. I grew up in San Antonio, and we would go to Bill Miller's every week just to get a lemon meringue pie. <laughs> <laughs> so here in Houston, I know it's a little bit more difficult because of the meringue. Um, it does tend to wheat because of our humid environment. There's actually three different types of meringue. There's a French, a Swiss, and Italian. They're all very different as far as levels of, um, I guess, like what they can hold, like how firm they are. Uh -huh. um, the strongest is going to be the Italian, which I recommend for the lemon meringue pies. You whip your egg whites just like you would any other type of meringue, except you have a sugar solution that you cook. It's almost like a syrup. So it's a little bit of sugar, a little bit of water. You cook it um, just before it caramelizes, so about 240 or so, and then you slowly pour that into your whipping eggs. By cooking that sugar, you're strengthening it, so you're also strengthening the eggs whenever you're adding it to it. So it's going to hold a stronger bond, so your meringue's going to not weep so much. 
And while we're on the subject of tomorrow, we should also note that tomorrow is Julia Child's birthday. And you even mentioned you're catering a private dinner tonight using a couple of Julia Child's recipes. Is there any reason why you're using Julia Child's recipes? Well, believe it or not, but my client's name is Julie. Ah. And she is obsessed with Julia Child. Wow. Um, So every year she likes to get a couple of friends together you either dress up as a Julie, a Julia, or a Jules. I don't know what that means, but you dress up like one of them. <laughs> and then they all get together. It's kind of like a girls' night, so of course there's wine. Um, they have the Julie and Julia Child, the movie. Ah. They play that movie. They watch it. They eat their dinner, celebrating all things Julia. So tell us exactly what you're going to prepare for your client for this dinner tonight. So we are going to do a classic French salad. So we're going to do some curly endive with some lardons, which is basically bacon, um, and some poached eggs with a herb vinaigrette. And then we're also going to do a cocovin, which is a braised chicken and white wine. And then we've got um, some potato croquettes which are these yummy little crunchy potatoes. It's kind of like taking cheesy mashed potatoes and rolling them in breadcrumbs and frying it. And then we've got a classic chocolate mousse. Wow, that sounds delicious. Okay, back to the commemorative food days in August now. Yesterday was more than just Friday the 13th. It was also National Filet Mignon Day. Now, that's my wife's favorite cut of steak, but she likes it well done. No, I mean, well done. (laughs) Do you have any tips on how I can get it cooked all the way through but not dry out the meat? Of course. So filet mignon is a little bit tricky um, as you start getting into the more well-done stages because it is a very lean piece of meat. It doesn't have a lot of fat to it like a ribeye or even a New York wood. So what I recommend is searing it on the stovetop, getting your pretty marks on it, getting that beautiful crust, and then finishing it off in the oven Now, what I do is I kind of make a little foil tent for it, um, so that way it's trapping in all of the steam, all of the excess moisture that might be leaving it, so it's not, you know, just going into the air and dispersing, it's actually going back into the meat itself, um, which will prevent it from drying out. You can also add a little bit of wine to it or a little bit of stock just to kind of add some extra moisture so it's not drying out. And the day before yesterday was National Julienne Fries Day. Now, that sounds like the perfect pairing for a filet mignon. (laughs) So how do we make Julienne Fries? So a Julienne is a matchstick cut. So it's one of the classic French cuts. Um, Have you ever had shoestring fries before? Oh, sure. It's just like that. They're just very thin, very crunchy and crispy. This has been Melly Gomez, winner of the first annual Cutest Chef Award. <laughs> and she's the owner and executive chef and cooking instructor at Melly V Catering. Tell us once again how to get in touch with you to employ your services, Melly. You can send us an email at mellyv.catering at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. Um, we're on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search at Melly V Catering. And then if you are interested in French macarons and one day, maybe on a blue moon, we'll have our website fully updated with all of our services. Um, And our website is mellyv.square.site. Thanks for your time today, sweet girl. All the best to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. Life is short. Grill while you can. 
Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety 
variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd's Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. Here's my buddy from our days as Hudson and Harrigan on the radio. He's Fred Olson, fresh from the tractor and mowing the North 40. How you doing there, lawn boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting the stuff out of my bugs out of my teeth. And so, yeah, doing good. It's Everything is very lush. You know, I, I see some friends who are um, up north. Actually, they're in Arkansas. And I said, well, they're up there fishing. We couldn't go with them this weekend. But so what's the temperature? He goes, 99. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, hmm, you best jump in that river. And here we are, 91. We're having the best summer I could I could ever remember. Best August, coolest August. I could I, I can't even remember what it was. It was just nice. Well, I'll tell you what I remember. I remember you struggling pretty badly with your allergies for years. Does the mowing aggravate your allergies? I have a great ENT who has really turned my life around. I, I wear a. I wear a mask, not like a N95 mask, but I use a woodworker's mask, dust mask. It's cloth, and you can re- you can actually breathe through it. Imagine that. Huh. So I wear that whenever I mow. It's just to, you know, cut down on issues, and I wear goggles too because of all the stuff that gets in your eyes. So yeah, we when you mow about three acres or or four acres a week, there's a lot of stuff in the air, and um, so yeah. But I, I do. I cover up my my nose, my eyes, and my mouth. Sure, absolutely. You look like a character from Waterworld, don't you? <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to send a picture to my grandkids and go, look, I'm a bug. Yeah. And, uh, what, if I were an insect, what kind of insect would I be? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I recall you getting what you referred to as an allergy steroid shot. Do you still get those? No, I haven't done that in a long time. I do a thing called sublingual. What they do is they test you and it turns out, so real quick story. So Bev and I go, she wants to get tested because her allergies are killing her, right? So we go in and, and my, he's my buddy in the ENT. He says, well, let's just test you too. Well, Bev was totally negative against everything. So my arm is swelling up like Popeye and the girl's going on. I see that's live oak. That's Bahia. That's cats. That's dog. I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> so what they do is they analyze that and then they put in what they call a sublingual drop. You can put it under your tongue or get a weekly shot that matches what your body needs to fight against the allergens. Huh. So I do that in a, in a five milligram Claritin, which is a kid's Claritin every day. And this is the best summer I've had in, I don't know. 20 years. Did you have allergy problems as a child? I never did. I, here's a confession. In high school, if, if I wanted to get out of class, I'd walk outside, and if there was a dandelion growing around at <laughs> school grounds at, at, at East High, I'd go over that, and I would just put that up to my nose, and I'd go, <laughs> and within five minutes, I looked like hell. And, uh, I could walk in there and go, I'm just having this horrible attack, and I could just walk. I could go home. And uh, I, did, I, I did that a couple of times in my senior year. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, I don't remember having allergies at all until we moved to Houston about 41 years ago. And I'm not trying to blame Houston for all of my allergy ailments. I was 
31 when we moved here. I know a lot of people develop allergy problems in middle age, so it was almost undoubtedly a combination of factors. But unlike you, I've never been tested for allergies, so I'm not sure just exactly what I am allergic to. Well, it's kind of interesting to find out, and then you can combat it. Otherwise, you're going, I don't know, I think it's grass or it's hayseed or turns out I'm allergic to everything I'm looking at out my window, <laughs> grass, trees, live oaks, everything. But it's worth investigating, and I'm glad I did. I'm, you know, I'm sorry I waited like 20 years past what I should have done to do all this stuff. Well, you mentioned the same thing about hearing aids. But yeah, well, absolutely. I, I had uh, gotten to a point where, especially after COVID, I had this issue with, with hearing for a little while, and I went to see my friend who's the ENT, and they, and they put you in this little room. If you've never had it done, it's... It's and we love studios that are airtight and quiet. These are airtight and quiet, <laughs> and they run the tones and people talking through. And what they do is they they do a graph of where you've lost hearing. And you and I, over our many years in radio, with all of our headphones turned up, I used to go into recording sessions for commercials in Houston, and I'd go, "Is that all the louder you can get it? Yeah, is that all the louder you can get it? <laughs> I want to hear me. Y'all want to hear me." So over over time, I, I I knocked the highs out of out of my hearing range. So now with these, um, and I, I walk outside, I hear every little bird, I hear a little tweet, I hear everything. And uh, it's, they're great. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And so here's what happened. My buddy who's the ENT is a real brilliant guy, you know, one of these guys that when he reads a book, he remembers everything in it, medical stuff. And wow. he said, what happens is when you start losing certain amount of hearing, you're shutting down neural pathways to your brain. And it makes up for that by putting tinnitus or tinnitus into your head, right? The brain makes up for what it's not hearing anymore. Huh. And sometimes that's not good. So what also happens is, let's say your wife talks to you and you have to 20 times a day go, huh? <laughs> now, I, I know it, it, there's a lot of jokes here, but it's true. So over time, you, you're, you kind of isolate yourself from conversation with people and you learn to read lips. Your brain kind of compensates. But you're shutting down a neural pathway to your brain. Now, here's the critical part, he said. What happens is when you start doing that and living that way and, and, and your brain starts to compensate, that can be an onset of mental issues, Alzheimer's, things like that, where you're shutting down pathways to the brain and communication between you and other people. I, I know it's crazy, but, but I went, test me now. And I wanted to, I didn't want to run the risk of that. I don't have it in my family, but I didn't want to deal with that. So you got a couple of hearing aids or one hearing aid? Yeah, I got two, one for each side. And they're really cool. I can use them with my phone. I'm using them right now to hear you. And it's cool about a phone conversation. I hear through both ears, not just one. And uh, I, I can set it for noisy environment. I was at that party the other night. And there was a band going. I just clicked it and hit noisy and it took those highs down and made conversation easy. Or I can do a universal or I can do TV. You can also stream TV through them if you want to. And um, see music through your phone. And uh, what other one? Uh, outdoor sporting event one. There's these different settings you can get for it that compensates. And what happens is they tune them to your ears. And so what, what happens is uh, it'll compensate for things that you need to hear or don't need to hear. It's really cool. So how long does it take them to tune them to your ears specifically? Probably about, I don't know, I think I spent a half an hour. Wow. Yeah. They, they do it through a computer program. And uh, what they do is analyze your readout when you do a hearing test. And they go, okay, this is where his frequency issues are, which are high end. And so what they'll do is they'll tune specifically hearing aids to what you are missing. That's cool. I know. It's, it's, it's just space age, crazy, wonderful stuff. And I love it. I'm not going back. I mean, I'm not going back to not wearing them. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, what inspired you to do this in the first place? Was there a specific incident or was it just in general you didn't hear well enough? I noticed, especially with my grandchildren, I'd go, what's he saying? Five-year-old, what's he saying? Because he, he talks really kind of low anyway or really high. It's not like, you know, mice talking sometimes. So that was important. Second was after COVID, I had, I had this onset of, uh, uh, I had an MRI and I had vertigo set in for like two weeks and it was crazy. And then tinnitus or tinnitus or whatever you want to call it set in and I, I got to have this checked. So I went to see my doctor. He said, well, let's just do a full exam. And they came up with that. So your hearing aids can also combat tinnitus or tinnitus as your doc will call it with a certain tone they can put into it to compensate to your brain for what it's not getting and causing tinnitus. Okay. Wow. That's really interesting stuff. And I've had my wife begging on me to go get hearing aids. And Dr. Tom Parr, orthopedic surgeon to the stars, has also told me that the VA will get me the very best hearing aids yep. uh, virtually for free. And I've never taken advantage of anything from the VA since 1971, the year that they paroled me from the United States Army. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You earned it. You served. Go in and say, this is what I've got and have them put you through the test. And why not? Why not? You know, at our age, in anybody's age, it doesn't matter. If you're 30 with hearing issues, the quality of life goes up. Tick, tick, just like that for being able to hear everything. And um, yeah, I, I love it. I get it, I put them on in the morning, they're rechargeable, so they run about 10, 12 hours. And I put them back down at night, recharge ready in the morning. And they're not hard to get used to. Um, first time I plugged them in, I called Bev and I said, I love these things. I'm in the truck and I can hear the radio. I can hear my foot tapping. <laughs> I can, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to make your life better. And if, if you've got a vanity issue, consider this. Would you rather not hear the world or would you rather have people don't know I'm wearing them. I have to tell them I've got them on. Wow. Well, lo and behold, we're short on time. Who would have thought we'd talk Zyrtec and Beltone for 10 minutes? <laughs> Aren't you glad I didn't ask you about your shoulder this week? How's your shoulder this week? <laughs> oh, stop it. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something up with me?